All good. All good. It saved it. Nice. All right. Welcome to the Co-Works of Podcast. Co-Works of Show. <laughs> Beautiful. Maybe we can actually use some of the stuff from the, the first one as like the introduction as well. Yeah. We should cut out that intro. That's beautiful. That's nice that that's done now. Amazing. Nice. So, welcome to the Cowork Surf Show, Pierre. 2.0. Thank you. And Pierre, can Thanks, you quickly uh, introduce yourself? <sighs> well, my name is Pierre. I am born in the Netherlands. Um, I'm currently sitting by a pool in Bali. I love playing guitar, making music. I actually also love piano, but I'm less good at it. And mm, so that's for creatively in my day. My perfect day is when we go surf in the morning early, like wake up 5.30 and then see the sunrise from the water. Then go home, take a little nap, then work. Because actually I really enjoy the challenge of creating things for that help people and getting them excited and, uh, and learning everything around how to get how to build how to build the right solution for the right problem and how to get it out to people and how to scale it. So that's a fun thing I like to do for a challenge in my day. Then probably I'll make some music, hang out with some people, and I've been recently going to badum, 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 CrossFit, and I actually really enjoy it, like getting fit. <laughs> it reminds me of that joke that you made. Yeah, no, it wasn't my joke. It was like, do you do you know how? How do you know someone goes to CrossFit? <laughs> yeah. How do you how do you know if you meet someone at a party that goes to CrossFit? And it's I was just like they'll tell you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> which is which has just happened. So Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> not one of them. No, that's beautiful though. Um tell me more. Like I've seen a few documentaries about CrossFit actually. It looks it looks incredible and and intense and yeah. a real sort of like personal test, I suppose. Like do yeah, do actually tell me more from a place of non-judgment because well, I have a lot of just, respect for people who do who do push themselves. Well, actually, it's just kind of like every time I go now, I've been like three times. So, but every time I go, it's nice because you kind of just show up, at, like show up at four thirty, and then you, you someone has prepared the whole class for you, so so you show up and and do, and do your best. So first, first of all, I like it because you don't really have to think about your workout. And then it's very, it's variable, like the workouts vary all the time. And it's like yeah. from like pull-ups to rowing to like those Russian dumbbell or kettlebell, whatever they are. Sure. Um, it's, it's new. It's like a, there's a learning curve there. And uh, lastly, I mean, people look super ripped if they do it after a while. And I want to be super ripped. So mm. <laughs> that's, that's, I think, what's motivating as well. But it's cool. Like, I don't know why people are so enthusiastic about it. Probably because you just feel so good afterwards as well. Mm. after yesterday when i left the gym i it was kind of sunset time maybe the golden yeah. hour and i just saw all the colors so bright it really got me into the present present and i felt so good i was like clutching the eggs and i saw it like foam up slowly and then i poured them in the pan and i was like jesus this feels so good just to be really, really mm. and there's a community around like everyone like i went to kind of like a house party yesterday oops um uh, i didn't drink at all but Anyway, there's still people gathering. Sorry. Mm. But um, there are like four or five people that were also going to that gym. And everyone's like, hey, you're going tomorrow. So the whole community around this school too. I don't know why everyone's so enthusiastic about it. It's kind of a, it's kind of a movement to be part of somehow. I don't know. 
No, but that's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. And like when you, I mean, it's something something I've looked into as well. Like in terms of like what creates happiness as well. And they they did a bunch mm. of studies. So I think the Harvard study was said that the number one thing for for happiness is actually comes from relationships. So I suppose yeah. that community aspects as well is is super super important. The fact that it's it like is. a shared activity. It's an easy um, way to meet new people because you're doing something. You're not like sitting opposite each other, staring at each other, but it's just kind of working out. And... Mm. Yeah. And that sense of peace as well that you get after a workout. Uh, um, yeah, the clarity in your mind because it was quite expensive mm. or like it, cost, it was like 100 euros a month, which mm-hmm. is for a gym quite a lot. And I was like, should I just keep it or put it in my pocket or give it to them? And then, um, but I mean, it, it, it elevates every day of the month. Mm. You do it. So it's definitely worth it. Funny. That's beautiful. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's really, really interesting. And I think that's like, such a sort of common shared experience for a lot of people like you know when you get into that flow of exercise as well oh yeah doing something doing some movement and then you get the you get the physiological benefits as well you get the endorphins and the serotonin yeah. and all of that good stuff gets released yeah and that sense of just being in flow and moving your body the way it's supposed to move it's just fucking awesome isn't it yeah it feels um, great it's, it's like it's, it's like body and mind aligned you know mm. and it's good absolutely when you're not just and, your mind like your mind's kind of like leading your body to places but it's just all one just moving as one yes that's good feeling it's a very fucking good feeling mm-hmm. did you did you did you get that kind of feeling from from other activities as well uh i used running and stuff but i don't know there's something with like training the whole body i've, I've been forced well forced quote unquote to do different exercises that i would naturally skip a bit more if i just organize my own workout mm. more around like uh abs and everything and uh legs i guess i don't know but yeah, yeah. Maybe, uh, there is something in this full body workout that works maybe yeah as at least as good as running for an hour absolutely that's brilliant and, uh, and also the thing with running is it can be quite intense on the joints and the knees yeah. as well so so yeah. it's really beautiful to get that release from something that's not specifically just that. I mean, for me personally, yeah. I definitely relied a lot on running for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now I have like knee arthritis, which is just like, just like, yeah, you shouldn't have done that so much. Eh? <laughs> um, right. So that's a good lesson for anybody, I suppose, just just to, to, to mix up your routines and have great shoes and also work on the form as well when you are doing running. Um, yeah. Which is like which that. only which will only it all sounds boring until you get it like until you get a problem and then yeah serious. I absolutely and I remember people telling me probably about this form and things like that and and it was it sounded it was just boring because I I suppose I was you know busy enough doing all sorts of other things in the rest of the day and then I just wanted to go on a run um, yeah so yeah listen to those people because they they know they know from experience exactly um nice so you beautiful some questions from google right i'm gonna interview yes. you tomorrow so i'm gonna have yeah a yeah yeah you today <laughs> sure i mean i can i can ping you the questions that i also got but um yeah the majority of them um just which one google just right for, for a little bit say again sorry, sorry? oh which, which one feels right to ask um i mean some of them you've answered already so i was going to ask oh. you where you are right now right tell me one thing that you can see ah. one thing that you can hear oh that's good um and you 
you've kind of done that already like you said you're or you can do it a little bit more if you want you said you're sitting by a pool well yeah yeah um that was in the first round so here's i'm sitting with my with my feet in the pool and the on the in the corner of the pool i see actually there's a lot of little birds here because this so there's the place where i'm at right now is like 15 kind of private rooms all in a u-shape around a a pool in the middle it's quite large and there's a garden around the pool with a bunch of palm trees and there's a lot of birds tweeting flying mm. around be- doing busy work they're building nests and stuff but i'm, I'm i think this all year <laughs> yeah, right. i think this all year round they're flying around with way too big twigs but they seem to manage and then it's uh it's super blue sky some clouds here and there it's kind of hot mm-hmm. i have a cold coffee because the hot water was uh empty Mm. Out of that, uh, how do you call that? That water machine thing? Like, yeah. So, like, we would call it a kettle, but I know, like, a lot of European people call it like a. a, um, a what do you guys call well, it? A water heater? The, the, we didn't have a kettle here, but I know what you mean. But this one is the you know that water filter thing you 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 put like. A oh large, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just comes out because the water from the tap here is a little. Uh, and you just press the red button, right? Yeah, and it comes out. Yeah, hot. exactly that one. Awesome. With a oh, slide great. and press because there's like a child lock on it. Yes, and that makes sense because you don't want children <laughs> making you a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe you do. Maybe yeah. the child lock was a. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe they should have allowed the, the non-child lock so you yeah. can you can get your kids. How will to my bring children make me tea, tea now? <laughs> <laughs> I used to remember like one of the things for me that was that i just i really didn't enjoy was having the child lock on the doors in the car well yeah i remember but i i and, and they probably absolutely made sense because i'm sure there was at least one or two times when we were driving i probably tried to open oh, yeah. the car door see what happens. <laughs> obviously just to see what happens and i'm I, i'm really grateful the child locks did exist um <laughs> And the but I remember being frustrated yeah. and the seatbelts, all of the good stuff. I, mean, I remember being frustrated. I hope they that first it found out about the car locks bef- after they found out about the seatbelts. Like at least pe- kids opened the door with a seatbelt on. Sweet, <laughs> mm. <laughs> horrible right. if they opened the door and then without a seatbelt and then they found out the seatbelt. Yes, yes, and same with the with the water heater yeah. thing as well. <laughs> I hope that was a somebody thought about this before yeah. rather than yeah. it happening a lot, and then they're like, "Oh shit, maybe we should put a child lock on that." Yeah, some things you can just make it before having to experiment in real life. You have to. Yes, yeah. yes, especially if you're. I guess these are things that you'd think about if you're a product designer. You know, mm. like how do I make sure this doesn't injure children? Yes, the lovely children, our future. They are, they literally are, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that leads on to a good question, which I suppose was on there as well. Is, um, how would you, because I know this from, from speaking to you before, you've got an interest in education. Um, mm-hmm. And you, or is this, this too deep, right? Can you tell me about your, your own experiences with education? And then maybe That's a good question. how you would, how you would, instead of redesigning the product of uh, something, child safety, how would you redesign the product of, of, of education wow right so i thought about this a lot like i'm not in education anymore right now so it's a little less uh pressing but i was really kind of frustrated when i was in it i just remember like my high school i mean 
Yes. So there's a lot of different ways that people learn. I think I just really like to experiment with real life in real life. And I enjoy seeing the result and learning from the result, like kind of trial and error. I think a lot of people do mm. that. just speaking for myself here. And so, I mean, that way of learning combined with just knowing that basically we've seen it with this crisis that you have no idea what the future will look like. Like before mm. education was designed life was more linear like for hundreds of years like nothing changed in a person's life but i mean that's just totally different now these days like in the last 20 even like five years everything changed like jobs were created before <clears throat> like you would start a study and then uh, by the end of it there would be jobs that were, didn't exist when you started so uh, well just my whole thing actually yo noah yuval harari says it as well it's like Basically, as adults, we have to acknowledge that we have no idea what the world will look like in 20 years. So basically, when, the, when a child is done with their education, so more than, more than anything, we should teach them um, to be able to reinvent themselves and adapt to change and uh, learn new things on the go. And I think that's like totally kind of opposite to, as to how education is currently set up. And, mm. Yeah, and then, like, I mean, there's a, a big factor, which is relevance, right? Like, you can learn, like, I can, um, I don't know, I can tell you, right, like, we can learn something right now about the best way to spend your pension, but, like, it's going to take, like, 30 years. <laughs> like, it's, it's, we're going to be like, okay, sure, that's interesting, but maybe not as relevant. Or we can be like, uh, right now, learn something about how to edit this podcast, right? And that's just kind of... Um, it's very, it's very personal. Everyone is such, in such like, is going through their own journey, and uh, and uh, if you really want to make learning, if, uh, as I think, as effective as possible, it's almost on a week to week basis that people have to learn new things to get to the next step of to where they want to be. And uh, mm. so I think, I mean, in my ideal world, I love hosting masterminds, and so that's basically people asking for help and tips from uh, like five, six other people based on their goals and then setting like uh, some goals for the next week. So every week yeah. you're, you're like adjusting You're basically you're adjusting your learning kind of curriculum maybe through YouTube or books or podcasts mm. relevant to what you want to do. And based on the learnings you had last week. So I don't know, it's just way more personalized and, uh, and less measured in like grades and stuff because we're trying to give numbers to life, but it's very round and, uh, I think that's great. It's like a, yeah, we should measure process progress a little differently. That's great. Actually, I really like that quote. We should, we're trying to give numbers to life. But I think that's really, really true. <laughs> cool. Thanks. And it just, it, it doesn't, is that, is that your own personal quote or is that yeah. you've all known her? That's yeah. great, man. That's a beautiful one. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and just, just for every, so you've all known Harari is, he's the author of Sapiens. Is that Yeah. Correct? Sapiens and Homo Deus and 21 questions for, the 21st century yeah he's a thing mm. you know what's the interesting thing is that he basically goes on those how do you call this again the silent retreats where you can't speak uh, yeah so the vipassana. Oh, vipassana 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 yeah he goes on those for once a year for two months he, he doesn't speak and he basically writes the whole book in his mind if i'm not wrong mm. or, or maybe he makes notes surely but uh so everything comes from the lack of noise. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Mm, Instead I of throwing more info, it comes from, 
from silence and from the clarity that comes from that and to be able to connect the dots that are already there but I think Dude, that's, that's that, beautiful it's insane and then he writes those those mega like mind shifting books that the whole world loves and all he does was be silent <laughs> of course he had a, he's a professor of history history how do you call that and, but um so he knows a lot but at the same time it's like it's the it's the kind of the opposite as if you would um if you'd go to school and be like i want to write a book they'll give you like so much so many things to look at and yeah, to learn and to read are, yeah, yeah which are relevant but no one would say okay be silent for two months <laughs> mm. <laughs> which works really well apparently yeah i i think it does and i mean it's almost like you could say the same with this this sort of podcast like mm. yeah we could research what questions to ask right. people but maybe you maybe instead of spending those because I, I decided i'd give myself 12 minutes to find 12 questions mm. and and i was like well maybe instead of doing those those 12 minutes i could have just sat there for 12 minutes and maybe one question would have come up but it would have been super relevant yeah yeah yeah, I think it's good to have kind of the feel, at least to feel prepared. Mm. Uh, weirdly, because like all, if you make a plan, like ninety nine point nine nine percent of the times it doesn't go as planned. But it kind of feels yeah. you're underprepared if you don't make a plan either. So exactly. Uh, no, that's that's really, 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 really beautiful, and, mm. and it's something that I, I'm feeling from more from my own experience and from the more people I talk to as well. Just that incredible space that you can create and the like you said the the dots connecting within that space because most of the time the dots are already there like we'll learn things or we'll experience things or we'll pick up on things or ideas in life or speaking to people or from experiencing them ourselves Mm. and sometimes when we just give that space those connections get made and it's almost as if you the harder you look the more you'll overlook them. It's almost like sometimes you just, mm. if you're feeling like, you know, those times where you're feeling like, oh my God, I need, need to like do something like radical, start a new amazing business or be, <laughs> you know, mm. I need to like level up. Maybe even like all that extra thinking clutters your mind, which, uh, which uh, like distracts you from the dots that are already there. I don't know. So actually, when, Dude, definitely. when I was thinking then maybe the, Maybe that's also one question, I guess, where I'd like to think where humanity is going. That is, what is success? It's, an, it's a super mm. old question, but like, what is it? Mm. What is it for you? Well, and how do you kind of measure it if you want to? Do you even? I don't measure it with numbers because I had the quote from this real cool guy called Pierre. <laughs> he says, we, <laughs> we try to measure life through numbers. So it's definitely there's no there's no numbers involved at all. Yeah, they can guide and you I, a little bit. You know, be data informed, not data driven. Like that's something mm. they can nudge you in certain areas. Like if if you say something and nobody likes you, then that's some data that you could probably trust. <laughs> uh, unless they're <laughs> need... all like, like uh, unless they're all how do you call that guy Kim Jong Un? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the audience too. Sure. Sure. Um, and then would you plot that on a graph first would you would you see that on a graph but i think even with those people who judge you like it's always worth and i was talking to my life coach about this the morning actually and it's always trying to worth 
understanding where they are Mm, the metaphor was everybody's reading the same book of life and it's trying to understand what page they're on Mm, yeah Um, and and meeting them on that page and not judging because there's a reason why they anyone might be judging anybody and and it's usually because they're on a different page and yeah. If you can meet people on that page and understand their experiences and their journeys, then you understand that it's actually not a, not something that you should take on board yourself, you know? I think that's understandable for like a large part of the population. But what? Would, how would you apply that to someone like the Kim Jong-un, the dictator of North Korea? Oh, I mean, it's it almost relatively easy. I suppose that he's, he's born into a yeah. very interesting and individual uh, position so he would have been brought up in a very specific way in terms of the family and upbringing and what was expected from him and what's still expected from him and following on from legacies from his father and presumably his father and then people before that only got into that position through through wars through um through challenges and and actually it's ended up being i think he's really I... scared and lonely <laughs> super paranoid as well like so, it's it's you can understand him, I, I think, but mm. still we can't. We don't have to like allow what he's doing, right? I hope. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to allow that for that. yourself, yeah. or you don't have to allow that for for other people as well. Especially if you feel like it's, you know, goes against their sort of human rights, and there it's not respecting their journeys. Then absolutely, yeah. it's not something you need to stand for or allow, but it's something that you can try and understand at least first in terms of where, mm. where he is. And, and I think at the core of every human is just like, it's just a lot of space and a lot of love as well. Yeah. Um, but it just gets a lot of layers of fear get added onto that. And so all we're seeing is, is the reflection of somebody's in, inner states, which is just fears layered on top of each other yeah. and fear driven action, you know, might, might be trying to control a situation in a smaller version or sense of life, you know, then you get sort of domestic abuse and things like that. Or in, in a bigger sense, it might be doing the same on a, on the level of a country and then dictators like Hitler or Kim Jong, um, you know, or, or even just real ego driven people who, who aren't necessarily looking out for the best of others. So even, even Trump in this situation to, to the current pandemic or whatever is inaction or fear driven ego you know, how do I protect the economy more than more than people's health has, has an impact on, you know, literally on other people's lives, on yeah. millions of lives potentially. If you're like, and... if you're like a, a little bit of an asshole, but you don't have impact, then then you're just a tiny asshole. But if you have or an asshole with a lot of impact, then you become a bigger asshole. Like, sure. <laughs> sure. There's like that, the asshole. A little bit of an asshole. Like, there's a range. There's like a skill of assholeness. <laughs> <laughs> there's a societally acceptable yeah. range of assholeness yeah that's that's true um and it's usually where it's not impacting others i think is where it's acceptable yeah or if it as does impact others it's in a way that they're yeah you can do a lot as long as you at uh i would say at least if you respect all other life preferably mm. supportive but Sure. And if you're doing that, usually then people wouldn't even consider you an asshole because if you're yeah. living by those things, but, but yeah. Um, or, or they would because they're coming from their own perspective of what that is, or you're not meeting them on their needs, or maybe yeah. they're used to chaos in their lives. And if you're not meeting them on a level of chaos, then they think you're an asshole just 
because you're having self-respect for yourself or others. So you're so always also... a little bit of an asshole to someone in the world. Yes, yes, probably. <laughs> I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, um, I am. Like, I know I am. Yeah, um, so I think embracing that and just saying, you know what, I'm an asshole. What can I learn? How can I... How can I understand myself better um, to be less of an asshole? To... That's, that's <laughs> I don't be a clean asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But I think, Literally okay, shit, yeah. And, there so is, how, there and there's the next question. There is something there. It's like, I think um, for me, I think that's the understanding. You're always going to be an asshole or at least a little bit of an asshole to someone. So I, th- I was trying to get to, so you might as well just do what you enjoy doing because like you're always going to be mm. an asshole to, any, to, to someone. Mm-hmm. I was trying to go there. I think, I think you're right. I think like, like in what you enjoy doing is crucial and making sure that you're living in alignment with that actually means you're less likely to be an asshole and you're more likely to inspire others as well because because you're living yeah 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 i mean going on the assumption that everyone is an asshole then you inspire (laughs) other assholes and non-assholes and at least you're an asshole that's having fun you're an asshole that's having fun (laughs) (laughs) absolutely Uh, of course i mean I'm just imagining it's sort of like a sea of just assholes and every, they're all talking to each other and <laughs> they have their heads. It's just assholes. <laughs> like people with mouths just assholes. With assholes yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, just the whole thing like that. That's the whole entity is just the asshole. So it's just like a circular being, you know, with a sort of ring. And... <laughs> <laughs> Inspiring. Exactly, inspiring. and you've got the you've got the inspiring assholes doing inspiring interesting things, and then other assholes are being inspired by them and passing that passing on that inspiration. Oh, that's that's so that's so, there is there yeah. I mean, there is something called egoistic altruism, where it's basically even altruism can be egoistic. You know, the the feeling that you get from helping someone else in its sense could mm. be a bit egoistic, well, which is not bad, but I mean, I guess it's good. It's good. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I personally think there is no. I mean, this might be getting a little bit too deep, but I think there's no good or bad in the grand scheme of things. Anyway, but in terms of egotistical, egotistical, altruism, even if that's the first glimpse of um, the impacts and the effects of being altruistic. And they experience that egotistically. Egoistic, yeah. Is it egoistically or egotistically? Yeah. Egotistical. Egotistically. <laughs> um, either way that they experience that, presumably, is is a beautiful thing because that's still the experience of, oh, actually, there's more than just me. Mm. So there's the, the the thing actually also I was talking about was like um, this, this idea of like me as we. Yeah, um, that's super so, cool. I like that. Mm. The me is we and, and, and looking at all the different modalities where you could be doing something for yourself, but in doing that thing for yourself, you're actually doing it for others as well. So even if it starts off egotistically yeah. for yourself, like yeah. an altruistic act or a charitable act or something, 
the feeling and the impact that you'll get and that positive feedback loop of awareness right. might then help yourself grow to the point where you understand, oh, that's actually just the state where I want to be naturally and I don't need to necessarily do all of these things or accumulate these things or I can get to that state or that place um, right. from, so, from a less egotistical position. But it can start off like that for sure. And, right, this is interesting because the ego is not necessarily bad. I have a practical example. I just saved an ant out of the water here. Well, I thought it was an ant until it hung on a leash, and then I realized it was a spider. But it, mm. makes, it, it saved the spider, and it made me feel good. So, Great. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, ego is not always bad. It's not always bad. And um, no, I think, I think it, it can be – I think there's almost like there's, the, there's like the inner self and the knowing and the soul, whatever you want to call it, and then there is the ego. And I think if you find the balance of the two and you're not just being ego driven, mm. because I think the ego is based on a lot of fears and it kind of learns and it creates itself. It helps you survive and navigate through the world. That's the bad side but of it, the ego. Um, or the ineffective side of the ego. No, it's the super, it's the super effective side of the ego. So it's the side of the ego that, that's kept us alive and, and mm. allowed us to survive and evolve as a species because it's, it's the one that's like threatened or expects dangers or can work out solutions right. and control situations and Pulling figure out, you know, yeah, it can figure out, you know, like this wood makes fire and all that sort of stuff. Like it, it, it's, it, there's a beautiful place for the ego yeah. and, and all of these ideas and the constructs that sit around it. But then, also, it's just having that balance between the ego driving everything and forgetting the soul and the connectedness mm. um, of everything. And so it's finding the balance between the two. For me, that's been a, a real personal challenge and navigating in terms of understanding what's, what's in the driving seat and what's sitting in the back of the car. Um, right. And and definitely I had the ego driving driving my life for, for most of it. And, and it's, it's fine because it can get you to achieve things and do things and make yourself feel good and survive. But ultimately it doesn't have a clue where it's going. Um, yeah. And whereas the, the sort of soul and connectedness does just inherently know, cause it's just there. Um, so it was, it was more a case of just switching who's in the driving seat and who's in the back with Google maps, just, just quickly checking in in terms of where to go. Yeah. Um, so it's that switch around of what's, what's in the thing, but you know, it's interesting, like, kind of the stories that we make up as humans as well, and they are as real as they are unreal. Like, I'm just thinking about all of this, and I'm just looking around, like looking at the plants here and the birds and stuff, and they don't think about those things, but they also live, mm. <laughs> like, successfully. Mm -hmm. It's just interesting. Like, are those all constructs to give, I don't know, to make sense of our thoughts or... Or are they real? Who knows? <laughs> so, no, no, it's interesting. Like in terms of, like you said, plants and, and insects, they, they all survive perfectly well. And a lot of them don't have that sort of egotistical thing. They're just built around senses. I suppose there's different parts of the brain, right? There's like the well, lizard maybe brain, the monkey brain. egotistical works there. Sorry, just sounded good there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's right. Egotistical works there yeah yeah like yeah um well i think well there's different for plants as well there's also there's also theories that plants do have some level of communication as well which is right. interesting 
Yeah. So maybe there's just, there's, there's the sort of inherent thinking that's sort of like singular thinking and then there's adaptive thinking and consciousness. And I, I think there's just a difference between the two maybe. Um, yeah, I, I know plants that are living like a kind of like um, trying sharing resources, like those mm. forests that are all connected with the roots and sharing sharing nutrients to like dying trees and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah, and like different plant species that kind of communicate to keep each other alive because they need each other to, to attract certain insects and birds and whatever. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So there's like a huge amount of communication that's and collaboration that's going on there already just naturally but i suppose yeah you you probably wouldn't say a tree has an ego <laughs> <Such> <laughs> you wouldn't say this tree is an arsehole or maybe maybe there is maybe there's arsehole trees <laughs> i'm pretty sure there are some asshole trees probably <laughs> probably <laughs> sir you're uninvited sir can you please step aside sir <laughs> no <laughs> Oh. <clears throat> okay, so, I'm gonna put I'm gonna pull it back to keeping asking you questions actually. Oh, um, okay. sure. So, and here are some of the ones here. So, what scares you the most? Great question. Um, ooh, the most is um, I'm in Bali now. Is uh, like I feel like we found we are pulling some strings of some cash flow but the most what scares me most is that everything fails and that i have to go back to the netherlands uh that's not necessarily bad but having to go back to the netherlands and get a job in a nine to five in an office like i just want to figure everything out like and keep keep on building on on the, on my own things and traveling and i mean mm. it's, the, it's the dream life and uh and the and I wish to keep it like anything else it scares me. <laughs> mm. That's like, yeah, the first thing that comes up in my mind, at least. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. And why, why do you think it does scare you the most? Because uh, I feel like I want to, um, I want to be, I mean, I think maybe I have this picture in my mind of what it's like to be, a cog in a wheel like it could be even an awesome wheel that uh but but how i how i see it is basically the last experience maybe corporate kind of experience that i had which was just very uninspiring no one really smiled and uh i just like i just like to ex i just like to put my own energy into other people and create things and uh and um be free in that and like have no limit of uh what to create and when and uh Mm. that's just uh, I, I think that's inspiring and it's a lovely way to live mm. uh, at, at the same time I, I can get excited about other people's projects so maybe it's kind of an irrational fear there's, there's, a, there's a really nice middle ground but anyway if I could choose then I would do exactly what I would, I'm doing today well that's beautiful so yeah what's yeah it's a good question yeah yeah um and I'm going to keep going with some questions as well. Cool. Um, um, okay. So <laughs> let's imagine you do have a, a single base and you have a bunch of things. So your house containing everything you own catches fire. 
after saving your family and pets, you have a just enough time to get one more thing. What would it be? My guitar. Your guitar. That's straight up, straight away. Okay. And why is that? Because uh, I love playing it. Mm. <laughs> or I mean, I could be, I could say like my laptop, so I could earn money and buy a new guitar. But, but probably a better choice there. Okay. Mm. Well, but laptop is boring though. No, 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 not at all. Like, there's no, there's no wrong answer at all. And um, when did you start playing guitar? If it was really happening, I'd probably grab my laptop. <laughs> okay. It's like the house on fire. It's like I have a guitar and a laptop lying there. I'm probably that's interesting though that's because that's almost like the response of like the um, the ego versus the soul i suppose like the soul would grab the guitar and the ego oh, would yeah. think about it realize that the laptop is worth more and you could probably sell the laptop and buy two guitars yeah yeah but that's interesting like the, the first answer was guitar and how long have you been playing guitar um funny actually about i think about uh like 11 or 12 years already okay beautiful yeah and what was the first song that, that um, you got inspired to play? Well, I just remember really kind of, uh, kind of, quote unquote, leveling up after learning to play Old Pine by Ben Howard because it had like this completely different like finger picking pattern and all the chords that I know that I, I, I can apply the, that finger picking pattern on. And then it all sounds different. So that whole, that, that opened a whole new world. Mm. So that is like. I have it here. <laughs> but that's beautiful. So that's and like... that sounds so much better than playing your laptop as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just heard. <laughs> <laughs> could you could you play a laptop? Do you think? Um. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, yeah, maybe. <laughs> like opening and closing the lid, maybe, and then tapping the keys, or... Yeah. You could, like, link it up to MIDI sounds, can't you, as well? And then when you put, like, return when no program's open, you hear, room, room. <laughs> <laughs> Just the on and off sounds. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you probably do that. <laughs> That guy's playing the laptop fucking hard, eh? Yeah, I've been playing the laptop for 12 years, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? You could actually use this to open a website? I never knew. That was just a really, a really ex- expensive instrument. <laughs> laptop founder. That would be such an interesting thing, you know. I, I suppose if somebody came to the laptop without any knowledge or understanding what of what the internet was, or yeah, what would you do with it? What would I suppose like watching children interact with it would maybe, probably be the maybe if you tie a stick to it, you can use it as a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, or, or like, yeah, you're gonna sweep the floor with it, or use it, you know, as those, um. Duster like a pen for duster. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the uh, like a dustpan, dustpan. Yeah, yeah dustpan. Kind of. I suppose the screen is like a really thin. Yeah. It's depending what Mac. It's depending what. It's actually quite an effective dustpan because you can like sweep the sand up and then close it and then kind of keep it in the middle of it. And then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lock it in the middle and then walk to the girl to the. Uh, to the 
To the place where you drop sand off yeah. that you've been storing in your laptop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, oh. beautiful. Yeah. All right. Um, next question. What is your favorite curse word? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I just, in my mind, it's like, fuck, or shit, or whoops, or oh, dear. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Did I just say that? <laughs> so, what are, is there what, any Dutch words that you would just like that's the first thing you, you'd say like say if say if you're sure. driving or you're on your moped in Bali and, and someone just like overtakes you or does something stupid in front like oh. what would be the first thing <laughs> Asso, is, and is that is that the same in Dutch as well no but I don't really use that in Dutch poophat would be but, uh, maybe, but like, you would say lul probably which is dick oh, okay 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 lul. nice Lil. Okay. Lil. <laughs> like like laugh out loud, but like with with a U, L U L. L U oh wow. So close, Lil. but such a different meaning. So close. Same thing but different. Beautiful. What's your process when you're writing a song? I wish I had a better one. <clears throat> but, uh, right, okay. I just uh first I mean it's it's crazy. Like I wrote one of that I think is a better song. I wrote that one in like 10 minutes and it just all flowed out. So first thing is chords. Then on those chords, I get inspired and write a melody. Just just start singing and, uh, and then from there on, it just builds up to a chorus and then it just kind of flows out. But uh, I mean, that's the, that's the dream scenario. But, but uh, I mean, most of the time, it's, it's kind of more being more rational about it. But the, the best ones are when you're just picking chords and getting inspired, I just I record every jam session I do almost. So and then I listen to back to it, and then I'll be like, "Oh, that sounds pretty good," and then I go explore that. That's nice, eh? So yeah. and is that was that something that you've always done, or is that more of a recent realization that it's just worth recording everything and just oh, listening always, put back? Yeah, I've like th- probably hundreds. I don't know if not a thousand. Yeah, I record everything. So these are the archives that would get released like post 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 your death. <laughs> um, when you're a big famous artist and then people start looking into it they're like oh just somebody's found the peer archives and there'll be just thousands and thousands of songs of just unreleased material yeah I, and the yeah. hardcore peer fans would be like whoa have you heard this one that was like never released and <laughs> have you like, recorded yeah, recording 147 that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah Always like the same garage band format or whatever you use. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is just on my phone. Oh, okay. Perfect. Just already falls on the phone. Yeah. That's an interesting, actually. Like, how many good ideas and beautiful things and notes do you think are out there on people's phones oh, right now? Dude, yeah. It's crazy. Like, I think so many people are already doing what they think they should be doing, but are just too scared to. Uh, to release it or to uh or they don't recognize it or mm. yeah and that in they, well, they don't have the inner confidence just keep working on it and putting it out there gradually and seeing that development of of over time uh, yeah 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 Dude, the, well, way, sure the potential because you so you can be so judgmental of yourself right when you create something yes yes, yes, yes. like i i liked how i got st- what helped me was the was some I don't know where I got it from, but anyway, you can basically publish it all online under a different name and then, you know, uh, 
just be kind of anonymous until you get like good positive feedback and then you're like hey mm. work. I my, put my face on it uh, what a fucking beautiful idea for so many people to, yeah. to to go down that road or do you think do you think that is then avoiding the authenticity and truth of just owning your process or or do you think that's just a real great idea for people to uh, to get it out there to the world yeah in well, a way where if you feel like that's the next step, like, you know, you make stuff that is not too bad and you mm. want to get like feedback from the world to it or on it, then that could be like, it's scary to publish on like Instagram with, with all your friends and family following to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can, uh, at least just to get into the habit of finishing something that's worth sharing to the world and publishing it, even if no one watches it. And then after a while, you're like, hey, annoying, no one's watching this. And then you're going to share it with a couple of people and then they're, they're going to give feedback like that. But just to get that next step of like publishing your work. That's fucking beautiful. Like, I mean, I think that's that's such a great little tip for people yeah. who are getting into that. Um, yeah. It's just, a, like you said, a next step, you know, like maybe they've got to the point where they're doing it themselves. But here's the next step of anonymous sharing. And then from that, then you go to, to ownership and to full sort of stepping into it. That's fucking beautiful. Yeah, so I, what, how it went for me, I remember making a YouTube channel and then I wanted to write one song a week for a year, which was, in the end, uh, quite a, a big task. I spent too much on one song, but I'd done it for five songs. And then and then one of them I'm, I'm kind of happy with and other people are excited about it because you do start sharing with people. I say, you make music, say, yeah, can I hear something? Then you do start sharing those things you, um, to people you trust. And... Um, and then one song got quite good feedback, so now it's, I just uploaded it to Spotify, which is the next mm. next little step. And at first, I I published under P Y E R, but then I got the feedback of like just do it under Peer, like your real name. And then now oh, change it to yeah, Peer, yeah. and there's one spo- song on Spotify. And now it's like, oh, cool! Like I guess uh, now it's public. It's uh, it's, it's great, position. and people now now people can listen to that as yeah. well. Like, what would they search for if they wanted to listen to that uh, song now, <laughs> to give them some on relevance? Spotify, B-I-E-R, and then the song is called Education, actually. I, I, I actually mm. kind of party crashed into someone else's account. So there, there's one song of mine, and there's another dude called Beer who published four other songs that they're not mine. Sorry, sorry, Beer, for for party crashing your Spotify account. Oh, is there there's like just two artists called Pear? Yeah, we're on the same still... thing. I don't know why. Oh, wow. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm sure that would develop and gradually you guys will have your own unique. Yeah, um, or merge into one. Section. Or merge into one and just start working together <laughs> like Simon and Garfunkel. The guy who's always <laughs> looking for it. <laughs> yeah, right? Both. And it'll be, it'll be just peer-to-peer. Like, that's <laughs> such a good name for a band as well, peer-to-peer. Oh. <laughs> You're like the Napster of music. Yeah. Um, Awesome. Yeah. Dude, I mean, um, I think that's, uh, there's a few more questions, but, um, I think, I think there's like loads of real good stuff from, from that. And, and yeah, this is sort of, uh, I'm ready for a Pokeball soon too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. What, where are you going to get that from? Uh, so yeah, here there is, I mean, all the shops are closed, but they still do delivery, but there's an app in Indonesia called Gojek. And uh, mm. so you can basically order anything from any restaurant and this Pokeball or yeah, Pokeball is like 55,000, which is a little over three euros and they bring it to your door, which is, I mean, it's, it is utopia here in some senses. 
Amazing. And we'll include the affiliate link for, for Gojek, right? So you just need to put in Coex uh, Gojek. Download now. <laughs> <laughs> Download. For our two listeners. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's the, I mean, to conclude then maybe, what's been, I wonder, what's the theme and the lesson of this uh, conversation? Great question. Um, I think the the free flowingness of it was yeah. was really nice in terms of how little I actually needed to go to some of these questions and how willing you were to talk and how comfortable you were about talking to you about yourself, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, and I suppose one of the key things for doing these podcasts would probably be just, especially if it's people we've not met before or spoken too much, maybe one of the challenges would be getting them to feel comfortable and comfortable enough to discuss some of these things, I suppose. And mm. I, I don't know how that works. Yeah. Maybe we can interview a podcaster Ooh. like Nick from the Occupation World that podcast. Would... Maybe we could interview those guys and just say, hey, you guys have got a decent podcast and you've, you've managed to do that. What are your tips for? Yeah. Nick, if you're listening. For, for... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So maybe yeah, here's a question you. for the hello. Hello, dear listener. I hope you're comfortable and I hope you're enjoying <laughs> our, uh, our chat. What do you think? We, we didn't we we didn't plan every single thing out thumbs up or thumbs down <laughs> do you have any tips <laughs> do you enjoy this format and could this be a, an example that you don't have to plan ev- out everything in life and uh, and it will still be good or do we just need some critical feedback or some structure to it to keep you uh, mm. maybe you didn't even listen all the way to the end <laughs> yeah and in which case fine but make sure you don't give your uh feedback numerically i think that's the only thing we can agree yeah. on like because numbers numbers n- what was your quote again uh maybe life can't be measured in numbers with numbers that's fucking beautiful man <laughs> life can't be measured in numbers so don't you fucking dare give us any numbers based no feedback, star ratings okay? we don't want <laughs> no your star review. ratings oh, well. Or, or just everyone, just everyone, give us one star, <laughs> so we know that it's irrelevant. We want to be the worst podcast yes. on, on the. <laughs> we want to be the worst rated podcast. Yeah. Or then, I mean, but, for that um, matter, any... give us five stars. But if you have any critical, like or whatever feedback, then just put it in the notes. Sure, if there even is a method for them to rate or review this podcast, because actually this is the first one of of. Yeah. or the second one I've, I've created yeah. so I don't know whether there is a feedback mechanism or whether it's just a listen the other podcasts or... always say please don't forget to, if you have some time give us a th- uh, like a rate review because that helps other people find out oh, right. okay cool well do that I yeah. suppose if you enjoyed it do that it's worth Let's not let's not let's not put ourselves down. Like, do that. Share the fuck out of it, <laughs> yeah. you, and like the fuck out of it, sharing. and just don't do it. New- yeah, then share the fuck out of it. Just don't, just don't do it numerically, okay? Because we will find you. <laughs> <laughs> and we will turn up at your house yeah, we'll, with a fucking we'll give, calculator, we'll, all right? And we will measure. We will measure the shit up. We'll, we will. We will we'll number your house you. in real life and, and see what you take home. <laughs> And we'll do it in in a format where it's all measured in numbers so you can see it in graphs and things like that as well. We'll, we'll turn your life into numbers forever. <laughs> we'll t- you'll, you'll just see everything in numbers. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be like rain, man. Everything geometrical shapes. 
<laughs> for the rest of your life in black and white. Yeah, that's what happens if you don't like this podcast. <laughs> Even your mom will give you feedback based on your every single conversation you have with her. Just numerically, everything is numerically. <laughs> How was your conversation with You're your just... child today? Three ratings. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not engaged enough. <laughs> you just stars. had sex with your girlfriend or boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> How many stars? <laughs> yeah. Ah. All right. I, I look outside. The sun is shining on the flowers, which makes them more pink. And I think that's. I want to. I want to go look at them and get some pokeballs. Beautiful, and make sure you don't rate them out no. of ten. Just, just appreciate You're them. Beautiful for what... as you are. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Pierre, for this. Thank you very much, Joe, for your great interview. Thank you. Thank you, listeners, for your beautiful. If listening. you know anyone cool who wants to be on the podcast, on an, on a podcast, who we should interview, let us know. Oh yeah, great idea. Yeah, for sure. This is the first one. You. Hopefully, of many. Yes. Yeah. You listening right now? Just message yeah. us. Know you. Um, and we. Yeah, I'd love to talk to interesting people. Yes, Joe. Just doing things, or because every I think everybody's interested, but it would be interesting to speak to or anyone really. So, there you go, there's a very low barrier to entry. Well. If you know anyone, <laughs> then let us know. <laughs> Can you play us out? Can you do the closing right. credits? Thanks for listening, everyone. It's okay, it's okay, there's no present. It's a cool exer shoe. But anyway, it has to go away. Okay. It's a cool exer shoe. You! That's it. One more time, one more time. Now you've got it. It's the cool work service you. You! <laughs> you! Beautiful. That's amazing. It's the cool, cool, ah. It's the cool work service you. You! That was a nice one. That felt excited as well. I like that key. All right. That could be the one we use. All right, thanks for the okay. chat. Okay, have, have a nice Pokeball. Ciao, ciao.